Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Nat Strawn and Allie. Hey guys. Hello everybody. It's episode 57. We're getting so close to episode 69. Have you thought about it yet? I have thought about episode 69, episode 420, episode 666. Oh God. We're getting there. By episode 666, if we don't have our shit together with this <laughs> podcast, isn't that going to be like a decade of doing this? Like if we have roughly around 50, 56 episodes and we've done three seasons. So I don't know. I can't. My brain does not work anymore since I've been pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Someone figure I mean, that out for us, yeah, please. Tell us what year is it going to be when we're on episode 666? Uh, so speaking of which, we'd love to shout out the winner of our last defective merch contest. It was at Alexandra Flores V. And she correctly found the YouTube blog on Nat's channel where we talked about the time Natalia and I got really drunk and inconvenienced a bunch of people. Yeah. So congratulations, Alexandra. <laughs> you get a defective Woo! merch. And everyone who's getting merch right now, I've been putting these like little stickers in there. They're little clear Let's Get Haunted stickers. They're tiny. And they're really cute. They're cute. And please don't just throw it away. If you don't like it, like just put it somewhere for us, please. This is like, we need your help advertising. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please just help us? <laughs> just like, you know, stick it on a bathroom mirror at your school. Give it to or a friend. Or maybe not. We didn't say that that because then I think we're complicit in vandalism, right? No one even has school right now. Oh, break into your school, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> vandalize better. the mirror. Yeah, that's better. We're a good influence on the youth, right? I agree. Well, I would love to shout out our donors. This episode is brought to you by the following donors: Louis W, Ephraim P, Issa B, Stephanie D, Jesse James H, Vicky, Mark B. Rebecca H, Nicole S, I love Abram Keeve, and Anonymous. Thank you guys so much. And I have Kathleen O, Karina B, Jesse S, and Brielle S to thank. Thank you guys so much. If you want to donate it to us, you can Venmo me at Nat Strawn or paypal.me slash Nat Strawn or Cash App. It's the at sign Natalia. Wait the at sign dollar sign Natalia Strawn. And if you want to donate to me, you can donate on Venmo at DogMomUSA or you can go to letsgethaunted.com right now and buy some merch that also supports the show. We currently have hoodies and long sleeves up on the website or you can click on the menu bar and there's a giant button on the menu bar that says donate and that'll take you to our Kofi account. And every month, Natalia and I collect all of the donations. We split them 50-50 between the two of us. So it doesn't matter who you donate to. It all comes to the same place. Yeah. And if you guys, you know, don't have any money to donate, just interact with any of our social media. You might think like, oh, my little like doesn't matter. This comment that I'm making, they're never going to see it. That's wrong. We see everything. We talk about everything. <laughs> We're like, did you see what this person said? Did you see this TikTok that y this person tagged us in? So please, like, what we, we respond to most of the DMs, too, that we can. If we can get around to them, we try to keep up with them. So please 
like just do that. <laughs> That's right. And if you want to follow us on social media, we have a YouTube, which is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash let's get haunted. We have a subreddit, which is r slash let's get haunted. Our Instagram and Twitter are both at let's get haunted. We also have a Facebook page. I always forget to shout that out. It's facebook.com forward slash let's get haunted. And we also have accounts on TikTok and on Twitch. We, we really don't use either of those. But yeah, if you guys tag us and stuff, we look at it. Like I was, I was looking through all the TikToks you guys tagged us in recently and I was sending them to Natalia because a lot of them are really fucking funny. I enjoy those very much. Alyssa texted me and told me that she <laughs> can't drink anymore because she's super hungover after one drink and I really need to know what occasion, what did you, just tell me everything. I, this is the only okay. drama I have in my life going on right now. So <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, if my voice sounds a little bit weird or I'm not being very entertaining right now, guys. I'm sorry. I am really hungover and I don't even really have an excuse. And I just burped because uh, <laughs> basically I haven't had a drink since New Year's Eve because there's nothing to celebrate right now. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're all just kind of like working and also in a pandemic locked in our homes. And yes. so last night I like kind of forgot it was Friday. And then I was like, wait a minute. I don't have work tomorrow. The world is my oyster. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to order a margarita for delivery because you oh can do God. that now. What? I know. So you I order. Can? Yeah. DoorDash. Ev what about if you're underage? Like everyone's going to do that, right? Well, they check your ID. They like take a picture of it. They have to scan the barcode and like, but yeah, there, it would be pretty easy because everyone's wearing masks. So <laughs> you could literally just like take your mom's ID. By the way, not, <laughs> I'm not promoting illegal behavior, but I'm just saying there are several flaws in this system you are correct yeah so i got a margarita for delivery but you can't just get alcohol for delivery they make you order food too so mm -hmm. then i was like okay what's the cheapest thing on this menu and it was chips and cheese so oh i God. just literally watched better call saul and drank a margarita and ate a shit ton of cheese and no now wonder. i feel awful i Obviously, feel terrible that might not even be hungover. that just might be like like nutritionally like what like void you know yeah <laughs> like your body's like hey can I get like some vitamins please right I know well I've been so good because as you guys learned last episode I'm trying to be healthier for my new year's resolution I've been like running and I've been eating really yeah. healthy and then I was like you know what I deserve this and now my body is just like rejecting my soul Wow. Oh, wow. I'm really interested in this. Okay. As soon as I'm not pregnant anymore, I'm going to order like a, like a mixed drink or something and have them send it's, it to my house. It's honestly like the bougiest thing ever. I, was, <laughs> I felt so fancy. I used to get Jack in the Box delivered to my house via Postmates. And I thought that was like peak high class bougie-ness. Yes. Like I can't so even bougie. be- bothered to go to the establishment <laughs> like yeah please right. bring my fast food to me you know <laughs> <laughs> no you're definitely right um and then you texted me back and you said that you're hung over on your mom's snacks oh my god yeah so i'm like the also like nutritionally void hungover too because i can't i'm not i guess i can have alcohol there are like several pregnant women who continue to drink while they're pregnant. I'm choosing not to have alcohol while I'm pregnant. Yeah. Um, but my mom, it keeps because she's like obsessed with me now that I'm pregnant because like I'm the only child that's like having a grandchild. So she's like right. 
all the trauma from my childhood or like all of the like annoying things I did to her have now been erased and I'm the favorite (laughs) child now so she's sending me gifts all the time I'm constantly getting like texts from her calls from her she's just super nice like if your parents hate you I suggest maybe getting pregnant yeah it's gonna totally change the relationship but she sent me I guess for Christmas, those, like, I think it's called Henry and David or, like, Harry and David. You know, they, Harry like... Harry and David, yeah. Yeah. Like, pears, and they, she sent, like, pears and just a bunch of, like, Christmas-type shit, like, chocolate-covered cherries, um, like, caramel popcorn with chocolate in it, like, cheese, just, like, a bunch of stuff, and... This I we actually just got it because I guess COVID they were like behind schedule so it was like an amazing surprise like I just came home and I'm like ooh what's this box here just full of delicious Christmas treats you know <laughs> this is amazing and I like went to town on it and now yes I also feel horrible I just feel well, like so yeah like I just don't feel good I'm gonna drink my tea <laughs> you guys if you are new to this podcast uh welcome this might be a bad episode because we're both uh not getting the proper nutrients that we need to survive i'm really excited for this episode actually because well first of all i'm excited to not have to do anything to just like sit here and be like what yeah (laughs) second of all i like the break that we had because we took a little break between season two and season three just really like made me so much more grateful and appreciative of the let's get haunted community and just like this awesome hobby that Alyssa and i have where we we've like met up you know almost every weekend of every month (laughs) and via either virtually or in person and we've made this cool habit of telling each other stories and it's not like we just get together you know and like talk shit we do that too but like this literally (laughs) took effort you know like it's like cool like we're doing something cool for ourselves like entertaining each other yeah I agree and it also uh, I think I talked yeah we did I'm so hungover hold on (laughs) I can't even talk right. Just telepathically tell me. Okay, telepathically, I'm going to tell you right now that I am very appreciative of this podcast. I'm very appreciative of the Haunted Fam. It's keeping us sane and it gives us an excuse, like Natalia said, it gives us an excuse to just like chill together Mm -hmm. virtually or in person um, for like two hours every weekend. It's dope. It's very fun. I also told Alyssa my goal for this season to was to just scare the shit out of her. <laughs> and so she needed to invest in Sage. And like, honestly, that's like the best motivating thing. You know, like it really just right. like instead of being like, OK, how can I make my episode really good? How can I make sure that everyone likes it? Like, I'm just like, how can I make Alyssa so fucking scared every episode? <laughs> well, I'm apprehensive but also excited so i have to know after our sleep paralysis episode from episode 56 the last episode where did you have nightmares did it work okay or do i need to set my game up it did something weird but it did the opposite of what i thought it was gonna do i thought i was gonna have a sleep paralysis like demon visit me Uh that night but instead I like did the opposite. I got basically no REM sleep Um, because I have I bought myself a Fitbit for Christmas and it keeps track of your sleep and it'll tell you like how much REM, how much whatever. I don't know. There's like three different stages of sleep. I don't remember off the top of my head. Deep sleep, REM, something else. Yeah. Exactly. So when you're in REM, it's when you have dreams, right? And I normally am in 
I normally have so much REM sleep. Like it'll tell you what normal people for your age and gender or how much sleep people in your demographic normally get. And I always have way more REM sleep than the average person. But that night I had way more deep sleep than the average person and barely any REM. Of course you hear this like super haunted episode and your body is just like, I'm perfectly rested. No need to process (laughs) any of this. No need to consult with my subconscious. No need to like, you know, reflect on this at all. I'm just going to give give myself a nice deep sleep and wake up tomorrow feeling refreshed. See, but I was wondering, I was like, did my body, like, was my body, no, we're not doing REM sleep tonight. We are not going to be visited oh. by a night hag. Like, we are only going to be in deep sleep. Right. Like, your subconscious was like, no, we're shutting this down tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're shutting they this were bitch like, right down. Right. They were like, lock up all the hatches, no gateways, no portals. Like, this is yeah. DEFCON 5, <laughs> sound the alarms. This bitch is sleeping. (laughs) Exactly. So I don't know. I'm not sure what happened, you guys. Leave a comment below if you know what my body was up to. But that's what I think. I think my body was just not having it. Right. Well, Natalia, are you ready for my haunted tale today? I'm super ready. If everyone fast forwards to 20 minutes, they're going to be like, I'm five minutes in the story. I like that. I like when people are upset. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I just want to point out this episode may go down as us giving the worst advice to people in the shortest amount of time in 15 minutes we told people to vandalize their school to break into their school uh to get pregnant so that your mom will like you to to get like steal your mom's id and order alcohol on doordash (laughs) right but i but honestly these are all facts like i see no lies Yeah, you just people just can't handle the truth. Also, I just want to say before I get into this story that lately, whenever I'm researching a topic, I'll do like a quick Google search to see has this topic already been covered by a podcast. Mm. And so I searched this one and apparently a ton of podcasts have covered this topic. So I was getting kind of nervous because I already like had written three quarters of it. So I decided to listen to like skip around, listen to a couple podcasts to make sure that I was covering different stuff. Yeah. And there are are so many shitty fucking podcasts that have covered this topic that have done just a horrible job. So I'm like kind of motivated and optimistic. And I hope that if you guys have already heard about the topic that I'm going to talk about today, I hope that you learn some new information from this episode. Honestly, I feel the same way. Like I always want to do something original. So like if I see that this something's a really popular topic, I'll avoid it. But then if you look at some of our most popular episodes, they're on topics that everyone has covered, you know, because like right. people That's know to look for that. So I think you just like we'll stay in our lanes, continue to slay. We're always going to do a good job. So I believe in you. I'm excited to hear this episode. Hell yeah. Thank you, Natalia. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Natalia, today's tale is about a lake. What is this about Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster? No, but that is a good topic. You should do one on Nessie. I feel like you would do such a bomb job on that. (laughs) That's such an insult to be like, you do an episode on the Loch Ness Monster. That's great for you. I feel like you do a great job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, what is it? What lake? What are you talking about? What kind of lake? Lake Sydney Lanier, often referred to as just Lake Lanier, is a man-made lake in the northern portion of the U.S. state of Georgia. It was named after a famous southern poet of the same name. 
The lake's construction was approved in 1950 with the purpose of providing navigation and flood control of the Chattahoochee River and hydroelectricity and water supply for the city of Atlanta. The lake cost about $44 million to complete and officially began filling in 1956 after the completion of the Buford Dam on the Chattahoochee. Today, Lake Lanier boasts 38,000 surface acres, 690 miles of shoreline, and over 100 small islands. At its deepest point, it measures 75 meters. Its location in the forested foothills of the Georgia Blue Ridge Mountains makes for a beautiful backdrop for any activity. (laughs) The lake and surrounding park also offer the following amenities and activities. Boating, swimming, jet skiing, fishing, basketball courts, beach access, a boardwalk, a pier, horseshoes, volleyball courts, a barbecue area with grills and fire rings and picnic tables. Over 10 million people visit the lake annually, including its marinas and the Lake Lanier Islands water park. Doesn't that sound delightful, Natalia? Yeah. Or when are we going? I feel like this is like on Jeopardy when they're telling you about your vacation you're going to go to, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it's always like some random place. It's like, here's a, a bed and breakfast in Arkansas. And it's like showing pictures of someone's backyard and they're like, complete with a yeah. grill from 2004 that was gifted to this person. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So you may be asking yourself, why why am I even talking about this delightful recreation area today? This doesn't sound very haunted, correct? Uh, I'm interested. No, well, I want to say no, it doesn't sound haunted. But just because like I have enough knowledge about what this podcast is about, I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> this lake is probably pretty fucking haunted. I'm willing to bet my life on it. <laughs> Well, Natalia, congratulations. You get to live another day because oh, you are it, correct. It Lake Lanier. Yeah. <laughs> lake Lanier is considered the most haunted lake in all of the United States. Absolutely not. First of all, lakes are already fucking so scary because people like <laughs> regularly just die in them from doing stupid shit all the time. And then also bodies are disposed in lakes all the time and find them. And also, I just don't like big like that lake has been there for almost 70 years it was built in 1940s or 1950s it's been it's just a fucking puddle of water that has just been sitting creating its own ecosystem for fucking 70 (laughs) years that's disgusting and now you're gonna tell me there's also ghosts in it you're very prophetic because since officially opening to the public there have been around 700 deaths reported on the lake 27 of which have resulted in bodies that have never been recovered in addition to hundreds of reports of near-death experiences that resulted in rescue services being called to the scene so we're talking about 700 confirmed reported deaths 27 of those resulted in bodies never being found and there have been hundreds like too many to even keep track of hundreds of near-death experiences that the police or the emts or the fire department had to come out and like rescue somebody oh my god dude okay so in oklahoma it's like a lake state and that's where i'm from right and this is not uncommon to hear of people dying at the lake or just never coming up i actually had people who went to my school who like dove into a lake and just never came up they could never find them 
and that's happened Holy to shit. multiple people my childhood best friend who lived next door to me went to the lake with her family and another family and while they were water skiing the person who was water skiing went down really hard and they found him and he was dead like people die at the lake all the time whether it's natural phenomenon like in that case the guy had like a cardiac arrest while he was on while he was um uh water skiing or you know the other person probably like hit their head or like drowned because they caught underneath the surface but also people like drink a lot on lakes and knowing georgia knowing the city of atlanta i'm just gonna go (laughs) ahead and assume that alcohol is a huge part of a lot of you know this recreation here on the lake and people just you're having a great time i've been drunk at the lake it's great fantastic that's actually the only way i can enjoy a lake to tell you the truth but but you're just like having a good time and you forget that you're around like these huge boats with propellers that can go like you know 70 miles an hour and you're just like what could go wrong you know right yeah right alcohol like you wouldn't drive a car and like be drinking you know what i mean right so but But you would drive a boat you absolutely it's like a requirement of driving the boat almost (laughs) yeah (laughs) well uh, lake lanier's natural resource manager nicholas baggett estimates that the lake probably registers around 12 drowning or boating deaths a year so that means that approximately once a month someone is dying on lake lanier so this (gasps) is like who's gonna go there 11 million people apparently Alyssa, if I told you we're going to a lake for the day, it's going to be really fun, but I also told you that once a month someone dies here, would you go? No, absolutely not. Or would you be like, once a month someone dies there, it must be worth it if everyone continues to go. Yeah, if everyone just keeps going. No, I would, or you know what I would say? I would be like, yes, I'll go, but for the purpose of us filming a vlog, a haunted vlog there. Well, if you guys have been to Lake, is it Linear or Lanier? Lanier. If you guys have been to Lake Lanier, I'm assuming there's probably people in Georgia who have been there before, then go ahead and leave us a comment and let us know if you died or someone you knew in your party died there. Yeah, definitely let us know. So in order to understand why Lake Lanier is such a hot spot for death and tragedy, we actually have to go back to the 1940s when the United States Army Corps of Engineers, or USACE, was just starting out with the lake's construction. So, Natalia, what what do you think of when you hear the phrase man-made lake? Like, what do you, what do you think of bad feng shui? First of all, if it wanted to be a lake, it would have been there. You wouldn't have to make it. You know, right. Like this is already starting <laughs> off with just like bad, the fu- bad feng shui geography. I don't know if there exists. There's probably there's got to be some sort of term for it when like nature creates a haunted place because it's just there wasn't meant to be a stream there or something like it keeps right. flooding. I don't know. And and in this case, I'm thinking that's why is like man-made lake. It, it just sounds unnatural. It's not right. So when I think, first of all, you're correct. I agree with you. Also, when I think of a man-made lake, I maybe I just like don't know a lot about lakes, but I always picture in my mind, I picture like a reservoir that has like concrete sides, you know what I mean? Mm. Like some they went in, they like built basically like a concrete basin and then they filled it with water. That's what I picture. But that is not what happened here. So the basic plan was for the USACE to construct a dam on the Chattahoochee River and flood the nearby foothills of the Georgia Blue Ridge Mountains, turning it into the reservoir now known as Lake Lanier. The only problem with the U.S. government's plan was that these foothills were not unoccupied. 
In fact, the area to be flooded consisted of several different rural towns, one of which was populated with an estimated 700 families, many of whom were poor farmers whose entire livelihoods were located in that very region. At first, the U.S. government offered to buy the land from these inhabitants for around $40 an acre. Some people did end up selling, however, even in the 1940s, $40 an acre was not enough to encourage many folks to sell everything they had ever worked for. When inhabitants refused to sell, the government then sent in agents to forcibly remove people from their homes and take them to jail. In these cases, the government seized their land without paying a dime. While this How is that even possible okay sure you're gonna tell me yes it came as a shock Alyssa. continue tell me (laughs) (laughs) so while this may come as a shock to some this practice is actually still legal even today and is called civil asset forfeiture and i actually found out about this because this happened to a farmer in malibu uh in the 90s and it was like this huge the, the government i might talk about it in a future podcast episode because it's basically a government conspiracy thing but I heard about this. My dad was just like telling me a story uh, a couple years ago. And I was like, there's no way that's real. And he's like, it's real. Look it up. And I was researching it. The, the government literally sent in DEA agents to a farmer's farm in Malibu because he was refusing to sell his land. They murdered him. <gasps> and then they they tried to take his land. But luckily, the wife didn't die. And she ended up getting an attorney and sued and was like, and it was like this huge thing. It was in the news. And like the district attorney from Ventura County, like wrote this huge long thing proving that they that it was a conspiracy, that they just wanted this guy's land. So they made up a story about, oh, we think he's we think he has drugs on the property. He had no drugs on the property. They tore everything out after they murdered him to like see if they could find something. They couldn't find anything. Oh, my God. Um, and like this, this happens. So. Wow. Um isn't like that's fucking insane yeah oh that's like so rude you know <laughs> it's just yeah at, at like bare minimum it's rude as fuck <laughs> at, at like and at maximum it's just it's fucking evil yeah wait so these people this like 700 families or whatever that were in this area where this lake is going to be now what do they do they just like sent them to jail they paid them shitty for their land or they sent them to jail and then they just like dig up their houses and put water on it that is just the perfect segue so once the people were all removed from these areas construction of the Buford Dam could finally begin on March 1st 1950 six years and about 44 or 45 million dollars later the Buford Dam was complete and water from the Chattahoochee started being diverted into the once fertile farmland before Witnesses to the filling of Lake Lanier described it as extremely eerie, mostly because the government had decided to not waste any more money on removing the structures left by the people they had displaced. This meant that each day that the water was diverted from the Chattahoochee into the valley below, the water inched closer and closer to churches, barns, homes, and yes, even graveyards. Oh, so you're telling me at the bottom of this lake there's graveyards? 
Yes. It, with bodies still there. They didn't even like exhume yes. the bodies and move them somewhere else. So it's estimated that there were around 20 to 30 cemeteries in the area that had to be abandoned in order to make way for the lake. And while some of the larger cemeteries were able to dig up the dead and relocate them to different resting places throughout the state, many of the cemeteries were small family plots belonging to people who could not afford to move their loved ones before the waters swallowed them whole. So oh, absolutely haunted. Yeah. You've got a ghost lake haunted. there. That's how you make a ghost lake. Like literally right. wiki how <laughs> this is how you do it. Step You've... one, leave some graves at the bottom of a lake, a, a valley and flood it. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. You exactly. now have a ghost lake. Yeah. Wow. So some of some of these larger cemeteries, like I said, they were relocated because this we're talking about like businesses, right? So the right. government was like, hey, we'll give you some money or we'll help you relocate to a different part of Georgia. But there were also tons of these family plots, like I said, and a lot of them were even unmarked because wow. if we're talking about like a lot of poor people living in this area, it's very rural. It, it was super common in the 40s and 50s and before that to just like dig a hole on your property, put in the coffin of your loved one. That way you can visit it. You know what I mean? Like we talked about that in the Bell Witch. Remember, there was a family yeah. plot. And in, um I think it was the Greenbrier Ghost or a couple other ones we talked about family plots. So a lot of those just didn't have formal headstones because people couldn't afford it. And so the government after jailing people or forcibly removing them from their homes didn't even know that there were bodies there or they just didn't care because they were like well you know we don't we don't want to waste our time we've already spent 44 million on the construction of this lake like just flood it is part of the capitalist agenda creating ghosts because that's literally (laughs) how these ghosts were created right like a business got to move or whatever but like if they it wasn't a business if your graveyard was just a family graveyard, you didn't get to move and therefore became ghost. You know what? That's a great observation. Yeah. So yet again, yet again, uh, government creating ghosts. <laughs> so in addition to these homes, barns, farms, churches, and cemeteries, the waters of the Chattahoochee also swallowed businesses, roads, historical landmarks, bridges, toll gates, fields, and even an entire forest and another smaller lake named Lake Warner. Oh, he was already the lake in that area. And then then he he just got got... fucking pulverized by a giant government lake. Wow, that's another metaphor. Right. That's so (laughs) rude. And there's even an entire racetrack at the bottom of Lake Lanier, complete with an old concrete grandstand whose top benches sometimes become visible in times of drought when the lake's water level drops. Okay, so I was picturing like all this town or whatever that they flooded was just like some like bullshit town that just had a bunch of cemeteries and churches and like, you know, like no one really cared about it and that's why no one made that big of a stink when the government like literally just came and seized stuff and threw people in jail because there was like no one there for it but this town sounds super cool it had literally a racetrack at it and it already had another lake like this town underneath this lake sounds kind of cool they could have just like picked another area to make a lake right we're talking about multiple towns like the as the lake was filling up more and more towns became affected because it just it was so huge it was such a massive lake (laughs) i don't know why i'm getting so angry about this lake but like i should just let you continue and get to the haunted part okay continue (laughs) okay so i'm gonna send you a picture of 
Lake Lanier, and I want you to describe it to our audience. And if you are new to this podcast, you can look at all of these images by going to at Let's Get Haunted on our Instagram. So I'm first I'm going to send you a map because I want you yeah. to see how fucking massive this is. Also, side note, do you know that song's like way down yonder on the Chattahoochee? It gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. Something about the Chattahoochee never knew what that muddy water did to me. Meant to me. We learned how to song. fish and I learned. Oh, it is. Yeah. 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 I learned how to fish and I learned how to something. A lot about living and a little about love. Down, yes. Yeah. <laughs> down by the river on a Friday night. A pyramid of beer cans in the pale moonlight. Talking about cars oh. and dreaming about women. <laughs> Never had a sin. Just living for the minute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at this lake. Yeah. This is a big lake. Oh my God. This town is called, is named Coming. Yeah. C-U-M-M-I-N-G. There's a C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Okay. Well, I think okay. that that's what I'm taking from this photo. So there's a lake and literally one of these towns is named Coming. Right. Yes. So there's this giant lake. It's massive and there's yeah, a ton huge. of cities all around it there's coming coal mountain chestity silver city dawsonville murrayville claremont gainesville Westside, oakwood flowery branch and buford and so it's it's massive it spans yeah. so i don't know so many acres of land and then right, i just sent huge. you another one uh like an actual picture not a map oh oh it looks beautiful yeah okay now i can understand yeah. why people want to come here <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, it looks beautiful. Yeah, if you didn't know about the history of the lake, like it maybe looks great. that's why so many people died there because the literally right underneath the water are like benches that are just five feet underwater. Well, and I'm gonna send you a picture taken in the 40s of what the area looked like before it was flooded. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking at a black and white photo of trees and grass. Thank you, Alyssa, for showing yeah. me <laughs> what this area looked like. Before there was water on top of it. And okay. then I'm sending you a couple of more black oh, and white right. photos. Yes, this is a cemetery. Okay, these trees are super tall. Yeah. So this lake must be really deep. It's super deep. It is um, 75 meters deep at its deepest point. The old Gainesville racetrack. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Yes, there is a racetrack here. It's like a like a literal just like concrete track going around. And um, the Looper Speedway is in... So there's multiple racetracks that are under this lake. One is called the Looper Speedway, and then one is called the Gainesville um, Racetrack. So the Looper Speedway is the one where when the water level drops, you can see the top benches of the grandstands poking out of the lake. My fiance is from Georgia, and he's like really into racing cars. And I thought that was unique about him. But now, and he lived by the Chattahoochee. But now I'm learning that maybe he's just another redneck from Georgia that yeah. races cars. <laughs> So according to southerngothicmedia.com, the rusted remains of ferries once used to transport residents across the Chattahoochee River and back again were even left to sit decaying along the lake's bottom and on its shoreline because it was easier to just leave them to rot than to deal with their relocation. So there they remained, decaying remnants of a lost era. And also when the water level drops at Lake Lanier, you there's so many pictures online, I'll post some to the uh, Instagram, of just like, yeah, rusted out boats and ferries that have just been like sitting in the river. I mean, in the lake, just poking out of the water, just like yeah. creating horrible dangerous. Hazard, hazards. Yeah, exactly. So through the construction of Lake Lanier, the U.S. government inadvertently created an underwater ghost town. That's what I'm trying to 
to get across to you. And the water is super brackish. It's really hard to see anything when you're swimming in it. And there are people who have uh, gone scuba diving because they're like, shit, I want to see what all this looks like underneath the lake. But the lake, like I said, is so deep in certain parts and the water, like visibility is horrible. So I'm going to send you a YouTube video and you can just watch however much of it you want of a guy with a GoPro that went scuba diving in there. And I want you to describe what it looks like. Okay. Oh, it's all green. Okay. I'm looking at a video that says Lanier March 21st, 2015 dive. By Kenneth Rawlings. And he has 174 subscribers. Okay. So I'm watching the video. And it's literally. It's literally just like all green. And he's. Yeah. Like it's basically. He's wearing full scuba gear. Just looking around. There's just like a bunch of rubble on the ground. Okay. I'm fast forwarding a little bit. Now he's at something called station number five. So I guess there's stations underwater. That they have labeled. Which is kind of interesting. But yeah, there's like a bunch of rubble under the ground. I mean, under the water. Yeah, this seems very haunted for many reasons. First of all, I would never go scuba diving down there. That just sounds like a way to just have see a monster or something. Okay, so Natalia, you just said that you wouldn't go under there because you think you would see a monster. So that is actually the perfect segue to what I am going to tell you. Because There's monsters late- in here? If a spooky underwater ghost town full of abandoned homes and cemeteries wasn't scary enough, Lake Lanier is also the alleged home of an infamous cryptid known as Fishhead. What? Fishhead? I'm about to blow your fucking mind. What? Okay, I'm I'm going to shut up and listen now. Now you've got my full attention. Natalia, I am going to tell you the legend of Fishhead. Oh, my God. As I mentioned, Lake Lanier is primarily fed by the Chattahoochee River, but there are also a few other smaller creeks that feed into it as well. One of these creeks is named Six Mile Creek, a small creek that is said to be the home of a cryptid that haunts this section of the lake. According to legend, sometime in the 1970s, a pregnant woman was walking along the bank of Six Mile Creek, soaking in the sun while walking towards the point where the creek empties into Lake Lanier. As she walked closer to the lake, she stopped to dip her toes in the creek's cool water. As soon as her foot sunk into the soft silt of the lake bottom, she felt a slimy, undulating appendage wrapping itself around her foot, pulling her deeper into the lake. What? Up to her waist now, the woman wrestled against whatever was gripping around her ankle. As she thrashed in the shallow water, a dark cloud formed in front of her at her feet. The cloud got darker and darker until the head of a giant catfish broke the water's surface. The fish seemed to stare directly into the woman's soul, paralyzing her. Suddenly, she could no longer thrash about. She couldn't even scream. The cold black eyes of the catfish just stared, unblinking. Something was wrong, the woman thought. The fish's eyes looked oddly human. The woman felt as though she was going to pass out. Her ears started ringing and her vision started fading in and out. The sound of a strange language, almost like chanting, began to fill her ears when suddenly the catfish slowly sunk back under the water, unwrapping itself from around the woman's leg, freeing her. 
Terrified, the woman ran back to the shore and collapsed, sobbing. The event was so terrifying that according to legend, she went into labor prematurely the very next day. When her baby was born, he did not cry. His eyes were small and beady. His mouth was nothing but a lipless slit in his no. face, and he never grew hair. What? His skin was pale gray, and his feet and hands had webs between the toes and fingers. <gasps> the, ch the child was to become known in the local community as Fishhead. He was ridiculed and made fun of so much that he shrank from society. As a boy, he played by himself, retreating into the woods along the back of Six Mile Creek, fishing and playing with the animals that lived there. The animals accepted him as another animal and soon learned that this creature was kind and gentle and would never hurt them. His mother tried to send him to school, but the other children made fun of him and ridiculed him so much that he came home in tears after the first few days in Aww. school and his mother never sent him back. Fishhead's mother died when he was in his teens, and because he never had a father or any other relatives, he took up living in the woods along Six Mile Creek and established a home in the rocks at the back of the arm of the lake where the creek pours in. Some people got a glimpse of Fishhead every now and then, and rumors started that a monster was living alongside the creek. These reports gave a couple of scoundrels an idea that they would capture this creature and put him on display, charging money for people to look at him. So they set out in a wooden boat to capture Fishhead. As they approached the back of the lake, they heard a splash, and a few minutes later, they were gone. Nothing was ever found except their boat with claw marks on the side as if some animal had grabbed the side and turned the boat over. And that is the end of the legend of Fishhead, Natalia. Well, okay, I have a lot of things I need to talk about. First of all, what the fuck? So you're telling me this pregnant woman somehow uh, her baby was turned into a fish because a giant fish like like w did it to her? Okay, so I had a similar question and not knowing much about catfish, I decided to look into if catfish hold like any sort of significance in any culture, or, like what is the symbolism of a catfish? Like what is the folklore surrounding it? Because I am not from the South and I don't know much about catfish in general. I just know they're fucking ugly. They're like huge <laughs> and ugly. Right. And, and it has I like, don't a, like, it has them. like a weird like mustache. They look like whiskers, but I think it's also a mustache. It's just a creepy looking fucking fish. Also noodling. You know what that is, right? That's where you grab one in the mouth and you like wrestle it up into the yeah, boat, Yeah, right? like in parts of the south, the catfish grow really big, like hundreds of pounds, okay? They can get to be like six foot long and they live in these holes in the ground. And these fucking crazy ass rednecks, if one of you guys <laughs> does this and you're not a redneck, then feel free to come forward and be like, I'm not a redneck and I do this, but I'm just going to go ahead and typecast all these people as rednecks. They th put their whole fucking hand under the water into a random hole and then the fish bites their arm and they pick their arm up and that's how they catch the fish. And it was fucking terrifying. So the fact that like that has been proven and we have photographic and film evidence of people with these like six foot long catfish, it's not hard for me to believe that there could be an even bigger catfish. 
that got your pregnant girl to deliver his fish head son. It's pretty gnarly. And there are even parts of the world that have these catfish that are so big that they've actually swallowed humans before. Like a human will be swimming in a watering hole and then just disappear. And then there's a there's a picture of I forget which country it is. It's somewhere in um, in Asia. And they like the town went out there because they thought that there was like a monster in the water, like a Nessie situation, a Loch Ness monster situation. And they found this giant fucking catfish. Somehow they were able to kill it and drag it on to shore and they cut it open. And then there was the body of the missing person. (gasps) So there are catfish that are fucking huge and like do eat humans and are creepy as shit and I'm going to post a picture of a catfish to the Instagram because as you're like listening to the legend of fish head I want you to look at the face of the catfish and be like this is a nightmare like catfish are not cute despite their name cats are cute fish are cute I agree catfish (laughs) disgusting oh my god okay so I I started looking into catfish, and according to native-languages.org, catfish do not appear very often in Native American mythology. However, in the few instances where they do, catfish are associated with a superstition that it is bad luck to be touched by a catfish. And in some South American tribes, catfish are associated with witchcraft, and giant catfish are thought of as evil black magic monsters. And in Japanese mythology, giant catfish are thought to live underneath the earth where they cause earthquakes and devastation. So it seems like, despite like me not knowing much about the folklore of catfish, it kind of seems like a lot of different cultures all around the world agree that catfish are really creepy and like and haunted. possibly witches like yeah, yeah haunted super haunted sounds like I mean I grew up on a small lake and we had a catfish that lived under our deck and like every once in a while you would catch him on ap- on accident and throw him back in and we named him Popeye because one of his eyes was like fucked up and like coming out probably because it got hooked or something like that I don't know but this thing wouldn't die like no matter They're what happened resilient. to it, yeah, it like is just going around the bottom of the deck, like eating like pieces of bread and stuff you throw to it, and it was just like a gross trash fish, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's like they're super resilient. They kind of eat anything. Like a <laughs> they lot ate of dog food. Agree. Yeah, like that's how you yeah, would fish for them. Whatever. You throw out dog food, and they all come around. So basically, my kind of takeaway from this legend of catfish head is that. Probably what happened is this catfish did some sort of spell. Because remember how the woman like reported hearing chanting in a language she didn't understand, and it was just like staring at her with these weird human-like eyes, and it like he transformed her baby. Yeah, he cast some sort of spell on this woman's unborn child, and then she went into labor the next day and like gave birth to this premature baby that is like part catfish like it's it's almost like a cursed child you know what I mean yeah oh my god now as a pregnant woman hearing that story that's like my worst nightmare I've been doing everything I can to like avoid any birth defects or anything going wrong with my child and to think that I could just be enjoying a nice walk along a six mile long creek and then all of a sudden a a myth of a supernatural fish comes out of the water and starts chanting and then changes my baby into a fish that is just some variable i did not account for at all as a pregnant woman (laughs) 
<laughs> I knew I was so excited to tell you this story because you are pregnant and you've been trying to scare the shit out of me <laughs> this season. And I was like, I'm going to try to scare the shit out of Natalia. Now I just and have one more so, thing to worry about. Yeah, right. Like, don't go near any lakes is what I'm trying to tell you. Or at least don't go near Lake Lanier until you give birth. All right. So while skeptics will be quick to tell you that there's no scientific proof of fish heads existence, there is proof of giant catfish like the one from the urban legend lurking in Lake Lanier. According to official Georgia Lake and River records, the current flathead catfish record for Lake Lanier is only 51 pounds and 10 ounces. Now, that is still fucking giant, but it's not a 100-pound catfish. And it was caught by a man named Rodney Stevens in August of 2016. But unofficially, that's just like the biggest one that's been caught. You know what I mean? Like, he caught it. He took a photo with it. He weighed it. And, like, it's officially on some record book for the lake, like, This guy caught the biggest catfish, but unofficially, people who frequent the lake say that they have seen much larger catfish that they have been unable to catch because of how giant they are. So many fishermen, yes, many fishermen who frequent Lake Lanier claim to have seen catfish the size of a 12-year-old boy. According to locals, in the 1980s, there was a truck transporting live chickens over one of the many bridges that crisscross over parts of Lake Lanier when it suddenly veered off the road and crashed into the water below. When divers went to investigate the wreck site, they came across catfish the size of teenage boys swallowing the chickens whole. Oh my god. That's terrifying. I know. It's fucking horrible. Like, you're just down there, like, on a rescue mission, essentially, because some guy just drove his chicken truck off the side of a bridge. And you're like, shit, we got to go see, like, is he alive? Did he make it out? Like, can we get the truck out? Like, and instead, you just come across in that murky-ass water that you saw in that video I sent you. Like, imagine being in that murky-ass water and, and, like, not great visibility. So you're going to have to get close to the wreck site to see anything. And you just see these giant human-sized catfish swallowing chickens whole. No, I would quit my job right then. I would be like, exactly. I'm, I can't do this anymore. Exactly. So according to a local fisherman named Don Winkler, his daughter was one of those divers. And after witnessing human-sized catfish devouring live struggling chickens in the water, she never went diving in Lake Lanier ever again. Oh, my God. That's so That's so, oh. And I feel bad for the chickens. I mean, they were going to die anyways, but it's still, that's like such a more traumatic death. That's a traumatic right? story, Alyssa. I'm traumatized. I saw, I saw you close your eyes during part of that story because you were just so stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Okay. So it doesn't end there. Um, speaking of cars crashing into Lake Lanier, no, uh, the the lake has also been the site of many, many deaths. So according to an article written by Brent Swancer, this rather eerie history and the spooky presence of whole underwater ghost towns, derelict ghost ships, and desecrated cemeteries are far from the only strange thing about Lake Lanier. And indeed, it has accrued a rather sinister reputation for drawing death and suffering to itself. Over the years, there have been an inordinate amount of deaths associated with the lake, ranging from boating accidents, drownings, and even a fair number of drivers who have lost control of their vehicles to go careening off of roads to crash into the water below. 
There are various stories of boats hitting something in the water, only for it to turn out that there was nothing there in the first place. What? Boats or other watercraft have capsized for no apparent reason, and sudden, dangerous rogue waves that seem to come from nowhere without warning maraud across the surface of the lake. Many of the drowning cases are somewhat odd in that they have happened very close to shore with strong swimmers and in calm conditions, which considering the history of the lake have given rise to rumors that Lake Lanier is somehow haunted or cursed. Some who have almost drowned here and lived to tell the tale have told of feelings as if they were being pulled underwater or held underwater by unseen hands, or of having the air suddenly seem to leave their lungs and cause exhaustion with startling suddenness. In some of the cases, people who drowned fairly close to shore have had their bodies turn up in positions far from where they died, which is probably due to currents, but when mixed with spooky rumors becomes a case of ghostly forces dragging corpses through the water before discarding them. No. No. <laughs> And it goes on. In 2011, this menacing reputation for accidents and deaths began to get more public attention when there were a total of 17 deaths on Lake Lanier, many due to freak accidents. In 2012, the trend continued when a quick succession of violent deaths and horrific injuries occurred there, which made national news. The first of this wave of deaths happened on June 18, 2012, when nine-year-old Jake Prince and his brother Griffin, 13, were riding a pontoon out on the lake and were struck and killed by a speeding boat driven by a business owner named Paul J. Bennett. Mere weeks after this tragic accident, on July 9, 11-year-old Kyle Glover, who happened to be the son of the popular pop star Usher's ex-wife, Tamika Foster, was struck while riding an inner tube by a family acquaintance who was riding a jet ski and rendered brain dead before dying. Although doctors struggled to save his life, he died two weeks later on July 21st and was taken off of life support. A 15-year-old friend of the boys was also seriously injured in the same incident, but ultimately recovered. These tragic accidents took the media by storm, and before long, Lake Lanier was being deemed cursed and a death trap by the mm. news and social media sites such as Twitter, with many people insisting that it was an evil, vile place that was best avoided. So, Natalia, I'm going to pause there. Do you have any thoughts on Whoa. some of these deaths that I've just talked about? That sounds horrible. First of all, drowning is like, I think, one of my worst... I hate the feeling of drowning. And you might be asking yourself, Natalia, you've never drowned before, but there's like a brief moment when you're swimming in the ocean where you always feel like you're going to drown because like a wave knocks you over and, and you know in your mind just like stay calm it feels like I can't get to the surface right now but the wave will pass and I'll get to the surface and then you finally get to the surface and you breathe again and you're like oh, okay fine and then I always like get out because I get freaked out and I stop because there was like a brief moment where even if I wanted to get to the surface I wouldn't have been able to you know like if I had right. it like accounted for the fact that I was about to get trampled by this wave and like held my breath I would have probably drowned in that moment and it's just I don't know I always think to like I that feeling is so eerie to me and so the to think about all these people who are drowning that's like the worst feeling ever and so that obviously would create a lot of bad energy because their souls are going out in this like chaotic uncontrolled freak 
accident. Oh, it's horrible. It's it's awful. And also, riding a jet ski is super fun, and and that and I, I just feel so bad for everyone. <laughs> I know it's it's tragic, right? It's horrible. Yeah. And those are not the only deaths that have happened at Lake Lanier. Those are just a couple that I read off to you. But there are a ton of mysterious deaths surrounding Lake Lanier. And I'd like to start with the mysterious death of a man named Kelly Nash. Kelly Nash was a 25-year-old accounting student who worked at his father's construction business when he wasn't in school. He was a large man standing at six foot two and 230 pounds. He lived with his girlfriend of three years, and together they were in the process of designing a brand new home that Kelly's father's construction company was going to build for them. Kelly was described as a gentle giant who always tried to please everyone. On January 4th, 2015, Kelly was at home sick with a cold. Around 9 p.m., CCTV footage captures him walking into the gas station near his house where he bought cold medicine before walking back home. Once home, Kelly tells his girlfriend Jessica that he'll be sleeping on the couch so as to not get her sick. At 3.30 a.m. on January 5th, Jessica got up to use the restroom. She walked by Kelly, who was still on the couch playing on his Xbox. She went back to bed. At 7.30 a.m., Jessica wakes back up to let their dogs out, and Kelly is nowhere to be found. She looks around the house. His wallet, phone, coat, gun, and truck are all gone. It was 32 degrees Fahrenheit outside, and after examining his belongings, Jessica determined that Kelly must have left the house wearing only his pajama pants since nothing else was missing. After waiting a few hours to see if Kelly had just gone out to run some errands, Jessica contacted Kelly's family and then the police. A little over one month later, on February 9, 2015, a fisherman called 911 reporting a dead body floating in Lake Lanier. The body was confirmed to be that of Kelly Nash. He was dressed in his pajama pants and had no trauma to his body other than one single gunshot wound to the head. A 17-year-old girl who lived near the cove where Kelly's body was found took several photos of the body and posted them to Twitter. The photos were later deleted, but one of the photos allegedly shows catfish nibbling on Kelly's head wound. An autopsy would later show that Kelly had died from a combination of being shot in the head and then drowning. The death of Kelly Nash is still unsolved today. Well, wait a second. If there was water in his lungs, like he was drowning, then that means that he was drowning, like, while he was still alive. So, right. oh my god, that's so, like, it's it doesn't sound like just a normal suicide. It sounds, what the fuck? Exactly. It's It's fucking weird because like my first thought would be okay he took his gun and he shot himself but I mean we just talked about okay he was making plans to build a house like a lot of people don't have the opportunity to just like design and build a house he was with his girlfriend for three years they're super excited they're building this house together yeah he's like he's in school he has a good job Like, obviously, I I don't know anything that was going on in his personal life, but it's weird that he would just, like, drive out to Lake Lanier, like, drown and shoot himself in the head or shoot himself in the head and then drown. Maybe foul play. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So by itself, you know, you might think, okay, well, it's kind of a weird death, but yeah, I mean, shit happens. Maybe he 
had something going on that nobody knew about and he killed himself. And yeah, he killed himself in a weird way, but like whatever. But actually, the death of Kelly Nash is eerily similar to another mysterious disappearance that happened around the same time. So as I said, the story of Kelly Nash's disappearance begins on the night of January 4th, 2015, when he tells his girlfriend, hey, I've got this like cold. I'm going to stay up and play Xbox and hang out on the couch. I'm not feeling well. And on this same night at about 10 p.m., a 21-year-old named Samuel Waters went on a beer run with one of his friends. According to his friend, Samuel asked to be let out of the friend's vehicle near Hurricane Shoals Road and was never seen or heard from again. When police searched his cell phone records, the last known ping to Samuel Waters' cell phone was off of a tower next to Lake Lanier and police would later serve a search warrant on a house across the street from where Kelly Nash's body was found. So these two guys disappear within a couple hours of each other. One is found with a gunshot wound to the head, drowned in Lake Lanier, and another one's body was never found, but they served a search warrant on a house across the street from where they found Kelly's body. What? These, those seem somewhat related right? Well, yeah, because they're two guys around the same age that go missing the same night. And both were in Lake Lanier at the time because Samuel Waters' cell phone pinged off of a tower at Lake Lanier. Like, it's just really weird. Super weird. And they never found his body? No, but remember how I said that out of all of the drownings that we know have happened on Lake Lanier, they still haven't recovered 27 of the bodies. Yeah. So what if they were both executed and thrown in Lake Lanier and Mm. Kelly's body just happened to be found but not Samuel's Mm. I don't know that's super weird I feel like the catfish have something to do with it like they know also yeah isn't that a creepy image of like catfish nibbling at the back of this guy's head wound no I can't I refuse to picture that so now let's move on to the mysterious death of Hannah Truelove In 2012, Hannah Trulove was a 16-year-old student of Gainesville High School with dreams of becoming a veterinarian. On August 23, 2012, her mother returned home to work to find that her daughter was not in her apartment. After unsuccessfully attempting to locate Hannah through her friends, Hannah's mother then contacted the police, who subsequently searched the area surrounding her home at the Lake Lanier Club Apartments. Unfortunately, they had to call off their search due to a rainstorm. The following day, on August 24, 2012, a man walking his dog found a body in a heavily wooded area a quarter mile behind the Lake Lanier Club apartments. The body was later identified as that of Hannah Trulove. In a news interview with the lieutenant in charge of Hannah's case, police were quoted as saying, quote, Hannah was laying under submerged water for a period of time, which washed away a great deal of our trace evidence and blood evidence. After inspecting Hannah's Twitter account, allegations that Hannah was being stalked began to surface. (gasps) Hannah tweeted several concerning messages the week leading up to her death. And I'm going to send those to you right now, Natalia, and I want you to read them. No, this is like, this is what I fear. Yeah, stalking is no fucking joke. Um, Okay, I sent you the two tweets in question, and I'd like you to read them to our audience. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm looking at her Twitter. The first one says, I need to move out of these dang apartments on August 22nd. And then on August 18th, so a little before right then, she said, so scared right now. 
Right. And apparently she had told her friends that a man had been following her uh, around her apartments. And so she was tweeting out these things saying, like, I'm so scared. And if you her Twitter account is still up, by the way, so you can go to it and look at it. All of her tweets. I mean, of course, she's a 16 year old. We're all moody when we're 16. We're all dramatic when we're 16. But she seemed like genuinely scared in the weeks leading up to her death. Yeah. For some reason, she has 55 retweets of so scared right now. And because 54 people, retweets of, I need to move out of these dang apartments. Right. Because when people heard about this death, they went to her Twitter account and started oh. like retweeting it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was about to be like, so many people <laughs> are also scared, are scared right and want yeah. to move out of their apartment. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Yes. So Hannah's death remains unsolved still today. And this trend of unsolved deaths in and around Lake Lanier are said to have actually started in 1912 when an 18-year-old woman named May Crow was found beaten to death in Oscarville, one of the towns that would later become submerged by Lake Lanier. According to locals, Oscarville was a primarily black town with many black-owned homes and businesses. May's death resulted in an uprising by the white townsfolk who would carry out a racial cleansing in May's name. Oh my god. White townsfolk threw the blame for May's death on several black men, despite there being no evidence. After lynching three of the men, they proceeded (gasps) to run all of the other black folks out of the entire county. According to historian George Perkle, a mob of white men pulled the first accused black man out of the jail, dragged him around the square, and hanged his body in the square. Two other black men were then hanged about a half mile from the courthouse. Then every black man, woman, and child was forced out of the county. Quote, they were told if you don't get out of this county, we're going to burn down your house and kill everyone in it, Perkle said. This event was so historically significant that it was even covered by Oprah at one point. Many people speculate that this racial cleansing is an important element to what would later become the curse of Lake Lanier. Racial tensions in the town surrounding the lake were strained for many years, and in 1980, a black Atlanta firefighter was shot dead in the head near the lake simply for being black. No. What the fuck? 1980? 1980 was the death of the black even Yeah, but 1912, 1912, even then, is too recent for that kind of behavior. Well, totally. And also, like, when I was kind of skipping around listening to different podcasts about Lake Lanier and the curse of Lake Lanier, nobody is talking about this part of the curse. And I don't know why, because it seems very relevant. Like, Yeah, it seems like the most haunted thing you've told me about. Exactly. And also... This is going back to 1912. And like I said, this lake um, is is covers so many towns, right? Like I talked to you about the farming communities, mm-hmm. the rural communities where people were forced off their land and jailed and blah, blah, blah. And like that's haunted, right? But then there's also another town, this Oscarville town, where that has this horribly tragic history of like a mysterious death of a young woman and then throwing the blame on random people and then carrying out a racial like an ethnic cleansing in her name and like that like what like all of these towns have like their own haunted shit going on and like I feel like we need to look at all of them in order to understand like why this land might be cursed that Lake Lanier covered right now it makes sense that the government just drowned it all you know it's, it's like the perfect storm of like everything bad you can think of happening in one 
geographical right. area we and got then just flooding it. Racial cleansing. We've got haunted catfish. We've got missing bodies. We've got suicide death pacts. We've got yeah, ushers, f- ushers relative dying in a right. tragic jet ski accident. Yeah, this lake has everything. So now that we've discussed some of the most famous deaths, murders, and disappearances surrounding Lake Lanier, I'd like to move on to the car crashes I mentioned earlier. No. I forgot. We also have got like a chicken truck crashing in there and then, oh, my God, getting eaten by teenage boy-sized catfish. Okay. Haunted as shit. Continue. So several cars have careened into Lake Lanier for seemingly no reason over the years. Probably the most famous example of this phenomenon is the deaths of Delia Parker Young and her friend Susie Roberts. In April of 1958, Delia Parker Young borrowed a blue dress and picked up her friend Susie Roberts in her 1954 blue Ford for a night out. The pair were headed to Three Gables nightclub in nearby Dawsonville for a night of dancing, but they would never reach their destination. After getting gas at a nearby gas station, the pair sped off down the road without paying. Skid marks were discovered along the bridge going over Lake Lanier that seemed to show that a car had gone over the edge and plunged into the murky water below. However, after a thorough search of the area, police could not locate any cars or bodies in the lake. The case went cold for 18 months until a fisherman called 911 after seeing a body slowly floating up from the lake floor to the surface. The body was badly damaged due to being in the water for so long and could not be identified with the forensic technology available in the 50s. However, the body did have several irregularities noted in the autopsy report. The body was still clad in a torn and tattered blue dress. The woman was curiously missing two toes on her left foot and had no hands. The body was buried in Alta Vista Cemetery in an unmarked grave. In November of 1990, construction on the bridge was underway and the crew working on the project had the task of dragging the lake floor near the bridge to clear any debris out of the way. During this task, a blue 1950s Ford sedan was pulled from the lake with a skeleton inside. The skeleton was wearing the remnants of a sweater and slip. A purse, sunglasses, and rings ultimately identified the body of Susie Roberts. After Susie's body was identified, the unidentified body of the woman in the blue dress with no hands was exhumed and identified as Delia Parker Young. And there are pictures of what this car looked like when they pulled it up. And well, I'm why didn't she have you. any hands? That sounds like murder. Or did like a catfish bite him off? Or like what? That's the question. Like I have heard, I'm not a forensic pathologist, obviously, but I have heard <laughs> that when a body is submerged in water for a long time, the like ankles and wrists become loose and so like feet can be pulled off of the body or hands can be pulled off but it's really weird that like both of her hands were missing i'm looking at a photo that Alyssa just sent me of this ford and this car is completely totaled i don't know if it's because it's decayed so much from being under the water for over 50 years but it looks like there was a really bad crash before it went over. Like the whole front end of the car looks to be smashed in completely. And like the car looks to be some 
just yeah completely totaled right yeah totally and utterly totaled yeah and what's interesting is that the skeleton of Susie Roberts was still like seat belted into the car and she wasn't missing her hands or toes so she just and drowned she just drowned and many people who have visited Lake Lanier at night claim to have seen the ghostly image of a woman in a pale blue dress with no hands and a badly decomposed and bloated face wandering the bridge over the lake. She seems to be in pain, moaning and stumbling every night like clockwork, always taking the exact same path down the bridge. Sometimes cars will stop for her to see if she needs help. When this happens, the lady of the lake, as she is called, will walk slowly up to your vehicle, her bloody stumps outstretched, scream in a high-pitched wail, and then fade away into the cold night air. According to local legend, the cars who choose not to stop for the woman are mysteriously thrown off the side of the bridge, plunging into the ice-cold, catfish-infested waters below. The ghost of Susie Roberts is also said to haunt the water below the bridge her skeleton still wearing a tattered sweater, her bony fingers still wearing the rings she died in, grab onto the feet of swimmers and divers, pulling them under and drowning them. One such victim that is rumored to have not stopped for the Lady of the Lake on the bridge one night is a man named Van Dobbs. On November 17, 2019, a fisherman named Jason Millen found a vehicle submerged in the lake around 4.15 p.m. and called the authorities. Millen was reportedly hunting for bass at Lake Lanier when he saw something glistening just beneath the water's surface. He told WSB-TV that the water level was lower than usual, so he was able to figure out that he was looking at a van resting on the bottom of the lake about 20 yards from shore. The fisherman was also able to make out a large crack in the window, like an engine or boat motor went across it, he described. It was eerie. The Forsyth County Sheriff's Office arrived on scene and pulled the van from the lake, discovering that there was still a body in the driver's seat. An autopsy would later confirm that the body found in the vehicle was that of missing Georgia man Van Dobbs. Dobbs was last seen leaving his home on Keith Bridge Road, driving a silver 2002 Dodge Caravan. He was last seen driving towards the bridge over Lake Lanier at dusk. He was never seen again until his car was discovered. Millen said that he didn't learn until later that a man had been inside the van, he reported. Quote, it spooked me all week, to be honest, he told the news station. One of my worst fears is seeing a drowning victim or something out there, and then to come across something like that, it's crazy. Local rumors say that Van Dobbs must have seen the Lady of the Lake and chosen to drive by her instead of stopping to help. Once his car was thrown off the bridge, the skeleton ghost of Susie Roberts must have held him down until he drowned. I'm terrified and speechless right now. So now every time I see a ghost with no hands come moaning and crying towards me, I've got to give it a ride. Otherwise, I'm going to get murdered by it. Yes. There's no winning here. Okay. And I'm going to, I just sent you a picture. You know what this reminds me of? That Disney movie, Susie Q. Did you ever see it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like she's, about she's dead, right? Well, it's about like a 1950s girl. She 
goes off an off the side of a bridge into a lake and drowns and then she comes back and her name's like Susie and she was like a ghost maybe it's oh based off God. of this I never made that connection but you're so right okay. I just sent you a picture it's honestly it gives me the chills every time I look at it it's the picture that the fisherman took oh, when he yeah. found the car this can you describe it to our audience right okay so this is super super creepy so there's literally a van and it's about i don't know a few feet underneath the water and it's just covered in like dust and algae and stuff like that and it's covered in so much dust so that you can't see through the windshield so i can see why he would have been so creeped out to like think like oh what's inside of that you know right and it looks like there's some sort of gash or something on top of the the windshield i'm not sure what i guess he says he thinks a boat went over it i don't know But honestly, it's terrifying. Like, imagine you're just fishing, minding your own goddamn business. And then you look down and you see that. Yeah. And you wonder, too, like, has anyone else seen this? Like, is this just here? Has this already been discovered? Like, is this my job to report it? What do you even do? Like, call the cops and be like, hey, I'm in a boat right now in a lake and I see something, a car. And they're like, okay, what's your location? And you're like, uh, I'm by a tree and a rock. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fucking it's fucking terrifying. If I saw that, I would literally first of all, I would never go in Lake Lanier after researching this story. Yeah. But if I was a local and I didn't I was comfortable with the lake and I was out on the lake and I saw what this fisherman saw, I would absolutely never go back. It is so creepy. So creepy. Yeah, I really don't like that. I can't believe there's anyone who, like, how is this lake still here? How has it not just been, like, totally raised to the ground or whatever you do to a lake? Fill it up with dirt. Right. I don't know. So another mysterious car crash occurred. No. <laughs> just last October. So October of 2020, when Forsyth County Sheriff's Detective Miller found a 2012 Honda Civic that had crashed into a wooden area near Lake Lanier Bridge. Inside the vehicle was the dead body of missing man Daniel Edward Harp. The case is still under investigation, but locals speculate that Harp may have also met with the Lady of the Lake before crashing his car. So in that case, you know, normally when somebody doesn't stop for her, their car mysteriously gets thrown off the bridge and then Susie Roberts drags the person down. But perhaps she like made him crash into this wooded area. Like, perhaps he was going so fast on the bridge that when he didn't stop for her, he she didn't have time to throw his car off the bridge. So instead, she, like, went after him and made him crash somehow. Or maybe she was standing in the middle of the bridge and he, like, lost control of his vehicle and crashed, but just happened to crash right at the end of the bridge into the wooden air, like, a wooded area instead of going off the bridge. What the? Why? Like... Also, like, if you become a ghost, why do you have to be such a bitch, you know? Like, <laughs> just just haunt people. Don't kill them, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's definitely the scariest kind of ghost is one that has the ability to kill you. <laughs> like, I can yeah. think of nothing scarier. So, like I said earlier, there are tons of mysterious drowning deaths each year on the lake. And some people who have survived near-drowning experiences on Lake Lanier reported feeling hands trying to pull them down into the lake. Well, some people say that that is the skeleton ghost of Susie Roberts. Some people say it's the Lady of the Lake. Some people say uh, that it could be these giant catfish. Um, Or it could be Fishhead, the cryptid. 
Or it could be some other ghost. Like oh maybe God. the ghost of someone whose grave is still there, was never relocated or something like that, right? Like there's a lot of shit going on with this lake. Yes, so, so much. People regularly report also when they're swimming, they sometimes say that they can feel arms and legs in the water, <sighs> like human arms and legs that aren't moving. No, that's so creepy. I know. So these drowning deaths, I want to tell you a couple stories about some of those deaths. So there, there's a section of Lake Lanier that is referred to as Gay Cove, and it's basically a hangout spot for gay men who are looking to party and hook up with some older, wealthy men that have boats, which, like, mm. same. I, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and in the summer of 2014, there was a freak drowning incident in this part of Lake Lanier. According to user Midwest Product on the r slash Atlanta subreddit, quote, my friend and a guy were sitting on noodles in Gay Cove, right off some guy's swim platform, just having a regular conversation. My friend decided to get out, and the other guy decided he wanted to dive down for a second before getting out. He did and never resurfaced. What? It took dive crews six hours to find the guy, and when they did find him, he was just lying on the bottom, not tangled on anything. They said he likely got disoriented and swam in the wrong direction. How, how would that happen? I, it's insane. Like, imagine you're, you're called out to, the, to a lake because some guy fucking dove in the water and never came back up. And we're not but talking like, how about, would you like, swim the wrong direction? And then even if you drown, like, wouldn't your body float up to the top? Well, maybe I'm, I'm sure there's someone who's going to be like, well, actually, your lungs fill up with water and then there's not any air. And so you could sink. But I don't know if that's true or not. I think, yeah, I think bodies float after they get like bloated like when they start decomposing and fill with gases like I think that's when the when bodies start floating but I honestly this is creepy to me because the guy is describing that it's we're not talking about like someone that hit their head because my first reaction yeah. hearing a story oh a guy dove in the water and didn't come up guess he dove in shallow water and hit his head that's not what he means yeah. by diving he means that the guy was sitting on a noodle mm -hmm. in and was like, hey, I'm just going to, like, get my hair wet before I come back in. A lot of people do that. When you're sitting out at, like, a beach or a lake, sometimes your hair gets, like, matted to your head, yeah. you know, because you're sweaty and you're drinking yeah. and stuff. Well, what the guy, all he wanted to do was get off his noodle, dip his head in the water, and come back out. And when he did that, he never came back up. And so the friend is just standing there, like, kind of waiting, like, where, okay, he's going to pop up any second now. Like, what's going on? And then when he didn't pop up, the guy tries to, like, go in and search for him, can't find him. And you saw how that water looks. That water is yeah. not clear. And so Super then he calls 911. And then 911 sends out a dive team. And when they find him, so the scuba guy that found him said he was literally sitting on the lake floor, just drowned. <laughs> like, not tangled on anything, didn't hit his head. Like, yeah, he, he just... Got dra he got dragged down there by... The by something. Lake lake ghosts yeah yeah and so the, this is making the Reddit, me never want to uh, swim in anything other than a pool ever again <laughs> right so the reddit user goes on and he says my friend is still bothered by this nothing seemed wrong and the next second this guy just died and to add to the mystery the guy that drowned came out on a different boat the boat's owner was an older wealthy man with a facebook group where younger guys could join and get free rides out on the lake 
And the guy who drowned got a ride out via this group and had left his wallet and ID in his car in the parking lot. And it was his first time out on the lake, so no one even knew who he was. He was a John Doe for a while until they found his wallet. That's so sad to me. So sad. Like, you're just going out on the lake to have a good time, and then you dip your head under the water and never come back up. Right. I know. Going to a place called Gay Cove sounds so fun. Like, you would never expect. The most fun. You're going to get dragged to the bottom of the lake by supernatural force. Exactly. So, locals speculate, like we said, that this drowning incident was either the work of Susie Roberts, the Lady of the Lake, or perhaps the lost souls of some of the townsfolk whose graves still lie under the lake floor. Mm. And now that we've talked about two of the ghosts associated with Lake Lanier and we've talked about some cryptids, let's dive into some other apparitions that residents and visitors have claimed to see on or near the waters. There's more? There's more. There is also the infamous story of a female university student known only as Agnes. According to local lore, Agnes fell in love with her piano teacher at university in the 1900s. Following winter break, Agnes returned to school only to find that her beloved teacher had become engaged over the holiday. She went back to her dorm room in Wilkes Hall, which is located sort of near Lake Lanier, slid her dresser under the chandelier, tied a rope to the chandelier and the other end around her neck, then jumped from the dresser and hanged herself to death. Some nights you can visit the lake and hear ghostly piano music echoing across the water. And another ghost is said to appear directly on the lake itself. According to Southern Gothic Media, quote, Another of the numerous apparitions to purportedly haunt Lake Lanier is that of a mysterious raft seen floating on the lake late at night. Its inhabitant is a shadowy figure pushing along with a pole, a lantern lighting his way. Those who have made claims to have seen this nautical apparition say that it seems to appear and disappear from out of nowhere. One such sighting was reported by two fishermen who claimed to have seen it at about 1 a.m. on a cold autumn night. The raft was spotted in a section of the lake that is known to be roughly 45 feet deep, yet the raft's rider seems to have no difficulty navigating the water with a pole to push him along. Mm. The two fishermen watched as the figure traveled along, before suddenly shouting and jumping from the raft into the freezing water. Afraid something was coming for them, the fishermen quickly pulled up their lines and prepared to leave the area. But when they shined their lights across the water, there was no sign of the raft or the figure. What? The dark surface of the lake was calm and undisturbed, as if nothing large had ever disrupted them. Those who believe this tale to be true believe the mysterious figure was in fact an echo of the past when men once traveled the shallow rivers and creeks among the foothills of northern Georgia that have since been consumed by Lake Lanier. Yeah, that's exactly what that sounds like. I know what they're talking about too, like when you just have a stick and you're standing up on top of a boat. That's like super old timey. Oh my God. They definitely saw a ghost. Yeah, it's like it's like Tom Sawyer shit, you know? Yeah, like On a raft, sure. like a wooden raft and you're just using a pole but what they're saying is like this has to be an old soul right like someone who died before this lake even came about because his pole there's no such thing as a 45 foot long pole that you can just like use to navigate your your raft down a river so it must and he's moving along just fine with this pole so it must be i wonder what he was yelling about yeah and he dives into the water and never comes back up and then the raft disappears maybe he was a good soul and he's saving them from the Lady of the Lake. Oh, 
That's super interesting. I've never seen that theory before on any podcast. So this is exactly why you should listen to our podcast, even if a different podcast has already covered the same topic, because we're bringing you the new theories. Yes. Or he was a time traveler. He could be fish head. I mean, who knows? Wow. So, Natalia, now I want to do something here. I want to make this a little bit interactive. So can you just Google something for me? Sure. I just want you to Google this phrase, body found in Lake Lanier. I really don't want to do this. <laughs> and then click on the news tab. You know how at the top you can click on like images or news? Yeah. Just click on news and just read off some of the headlines and to our audience. Oh my God. Okay. I just typed in body found in Lake Lanier and I went to the news tab and here's all the headlines. Body of missing swimmer recovered from Lake Lanier. 60-year-old man's body found floating in Lake Lanier. Missing man's body found floating in Lake Lanier. Teen's body recovered after disappearing while swimming in Lake Lanier. Authorities find body of a swimmer in Lake Lanier. Uh, Fisherman man finds bodies floating in Lake Lanier. Body of stone mountain man found in Lake Lanier. Four drownings, one missing in Georgia, waters this weekend. Uh, Body recovered from Flamingo Cove. What, this is crazy. There's like so many bodies. There's so many bodies. And I just like, I really want to drive home that at any time, at any moment in time in this lake, you could be swimming over somebody's body because a lot of yeah. these bodies don't get recovered. Oh my God. Uh, like you could just dip down and uh, gross. I can't even think about it. Right. It's, it's fucking gnarly. And so due to so much death and just like general bad vibes in the area, yeah. n- nearly all locals have their own firsthand accounts of paranormal phenomena. And so I went to Facebook, I went to Reddit, and I harvested some of these firsthand local mm. accounts. So this one comes from Facebook by a woman, or excuse me, by a man named Andy Taylor. Mm-hmm. And he says, I have lived near the lake within a mile for a large portion of my life. Clark's Bridge is at the north end of the lake. That is where a lot of the ghost stories are, and several people have died swimming there at the park. The story is that a lady in white haunts the lake and the house nearby. The bridge used to be a toll bridge that spanned the river, and she ran the bridge. It is told that she died and is seen wearing a white wedding dress and hides along the road. So this is different from the Lady of the Lake. Oh my god, that's super haunted. If you see someone wearing a white wedding dress hiding near the side of the road, it can never be good. No, something terrible has occurred. Yeah, there's not, there's no (laughs) reason for that to be happening. Exactly. So like, there are tons, this is a giant lake, right? Like we talked about, there's all these different coves um, and there's all these different bridges and there mm-hmm. are multiple ghosts and cryptids haunting different parts of the lake. So one bridge has Susie Roberts and uh, Delia, the lady of the lake. Right. Another bridge has this lady who used to run a toll booth there and got left by her husband on her wedding day and killed herself and haunts that section. Then there's Catfish Head haunting a different section of the lake. Then there's all these graves under the lake that like are haunting different people. Then there's this raft guy. Then mm. there's like like there's just so much right. shit. And then happening. there's plus there's just all of the murders or like natural deaths that occur. And the cemeteries. Yeah, it's like just a paranormal playground. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a really... We should make something with the phrase paranormal playground <laughs> on it. Um, so I'm going to send you a couple of firsthand accounts that I found on Reddit. 
if okay. you want to read them. I would love to. User Rain in Suarez wrote, I spent a summer on that lake when I was 15. It's creepy at night and dangerous. I did some crazy dangerous shit on that lake that summer, including getting knocked out underwater. But out on it at night made me nervous. The creepiest thing that happened to me was on one of the many small islands on the lake where you can anchor and hang out. We were partying and I jumped off the boat to piss. At the tree line, I was certain I was being watched. I told the guys about it and they laughed, but I still remember that feeling. What? So someone just like some creepy person just lives on this island and is watching or it's a ghost like just watching you pee. Also, side note, does this remind you of my plan from a long time ago where we were going to shit off the side of a boat to get $10,000 <laughs> from the Daily Mail? I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, this is reminding me of that. And so also this guy's talking about islands, right? But this is a man-made lake. So you might be saying, well, how are there islands? It's literally the tops of mountains. After mm. they flooded this foothill area, the tops of like little hills or mountains, that became islands. So there are all these little scatterings of quote unquote islands, aka the tops of hills that are around this lake. And some of those islands are said to be haunted by like different people who used to own that property or at the top of a hill if there was a family cemetery and so people report pretty frequently like feeling like somebody is watching them or Ugh. coming into contact with like a, right. a bright light or like a, a, like a, a ghostly spirit or something. Yeah. yeah orbs Ugh. so creepy one of the most vulnerable times is when you're trying to pee as a girl because yes. you have to like squat down and it's weird and you don't want anyone to look at you so you have to like go kind of away from everyone so i could see why that would be so creepy at night oh okay exactly user d mizeno pants wrote the following about the lady of the lake a guy i work with solo kayaks and camps on some of the islands out there he's not from georgia and had no knowledge of the history of the lake before i told him he thinks he's seen her now that i told him or at least some weird orangish white lights floating across the water up near 53 and some eerie feelings that have caused him to break camp take it for what it's worth whoo you know yeah, what that see, one reminds me of that reminds what? me of the haunted ohio university remember where those kids saw that light like yeah. in the woods like yes. that's what this reminds me of I also feel like this is, it's ignorant. Would you rather be warned if you were about to go camping in like some haunted place or would you rather just go do it? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough question. Yeah. I don't know because what would you, do? you want to be prepared. Well, I would, I, there's no way I could go camping after I found out that it was haunted. I would just be too scared. Right. So. Yeah, like I'm going to say either don't tell me or if you tell me, provide me with somewhere to stay that night. <laughs> Maybe we should film a vlog on an island at Lake Lanier. We should go Actually, that sounds one. affordable. We could probably do that. <laughs> we could probably do that. We can maybe handle that. Okay, user Beancon Script Dog wrote, I live here and before any major holiday, three people die on the lake. People call it Ghost Lake. Before July 4th this year, two people died on a boat from carbon monoxide poisoning. They had a generator on their boat and the exhaust was pointed under their boat's roof. Another person died from drowning while intoxicated. 
body recovery is crazy hard and there are there are dozens of known body locations that are hard to get to to remove my great-grandfather lived where there is now a lake we often have weird things drifting up on our shore like random house tiles planks and ladders Whew. i'm gonna read a couple more that i found so according to reddit user scadwick Quote, I, hit, I had my leg hit by a boat propeller on that lake. Just a dumb accident, but man, that lake is cursed. Tons of stories of people jumping in and just never resurfacing. Another user named My Bunny is Cuter responded saying, I have had the opportunity to go jet skiing several times there and I just can't. I live close, but something about it just sort of creeps me out. That singer Usher lost a child on this lake. I think it was his stepson. I live close and have frequently had the opportunity to go jet skiing, etc., but I just can't. Something about that place has just never felt safe to me, and it creeps me out. And seeing one commenter's words below about how when they flooded the place they didn't remove anything, and how there are tons of physical hazards because of it, well, I guess I was right. Another user, Horace Roop, commented, I had a friend from high school who simply disappeared at Lake Lanier in 2016. His phone, keys, wallet, and inflatable kayak were all still in his unlocked car, untouched. He just <sighs> disappeared. His family still has no answers. User Halligan74 wrote, I've lived on Lake Lanier for a long time. A story I've heard from multiple people is that during the 1996 Olympics, they were preparing for the rowing events on the northern end on the Chattahoochee River. Navy SEAL divers were sent to check the bridges for any explosives. Upon surfacing, they reported this to be the most dangerous water any of them had ever dived in. Murky, full of obstacles and fishing lines. A few feet below the surface is total darkness. Another story that I witnessed is that the fire department dive team has a hose dummy that they throw overboard so they can run search and rescue drills. In that same area, they dropped the hose dummy in about 15 to 20 feet of water. It has still never been found. Oh my God. So those are all of the stories I have found about Lake Lanier. If the Navy SEALs, if the Navy SEALs are saying it's too dangerous and they like do the most dangerous stuff in the world just knowing that they're probably going to die at their job then it's you got to take their word for it exactly this like that is lake and is, it's insane like people are still visiting here like random drunk people think that they can survive it even though the navy seals say that it's dangerous i could i could see myself though like being drunk out on the lake like just hanging out in noodles and just being like oh the lady of the lake got my foot guys be careful yeah. you know like just making a joke out of it just because right. i think that's what i was talking about like the only way to enjoy a lake is to be kind of drunk like i feel like when you're sober you're just thinking about oh my god everyone around me is drunk there's like propellers in the water there's like gl broken glass everywhere there's like people fucking with a generator on their boat putting the exhaust directly into their <laughs> boat like i should like it's sad that those people died obviously it's just like insane like of course why would you do that why would you put a generator i just feel like people are drinking and yeah. even if you're not drinking then like there's enough people around you who are drinking that they're just like oh cool they put a generator on their boat sick you know, like they're yeah. not thinking like, hey, make sure you don't die of carbon monoxide poisoning because that exhaust needs to be pointed away from where you're breathing. I think you're right. Cursed. I think a lot of these accidents can be chalked up to drunk people, right? Like hanging out on a lake. But there's also like undeniably some weird shit going on. 
Yeah, I don't think I I didn't mean to say that you're like drinking and so it's not haunted. I just meant to say like it's more haunted because of that. Like if you were sober, you would be like this whole situation is fucked up. Like I'm on top of a haunted lake right now. Something just touched my leg, you know? Yeah. Like it just no, seems yeah. like bad like final destination. Like bad things happen not because people are stupid, but just because like fate. There was like some cursed fate that was supposed to happen to you for whatever reason. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think, I don't know, it just seems like everything about it is cursed. Definitely. Like, no matter which way you look at it, there something is, like, wrong with this lake. And right, I actually, it's got bad I, energy. Totally. And I sent you an article that okay. I just wanted you to look at. This is the last article I have for you. Like, this is a body of water where you go to die. Whereas, yeah. like, some body of, wa- body of waters, you go to, like, get baptized or you go to, like get the fountain of youth like this one does not have a good reputation okay definitely you sent me an article called receding waters of lanier yielding stolen cars and guns gainesville the acres of drying mud that span much of what was once lake lanier jolt to a stop at a bend where a concrete foundation suddenly appears the neatly placed blocks seem out of place but they're a reminder of life before the lake As a record drought continues to take its toll on the 38,000-acre man-made reservoir that supplies more than 3 million residents with water in metro Atlanta and North Georgia, the receding shoreline is revealing more than antique beer cans and other assorted garbage. It's also offering a glimpse of how people who made their homes here decades ago once lived. An abandoned stretch of Georgia, Highway 53, sits along one edge of the lake, consigned to the deep by state planners when Linear was built. Foundations of long-forgotten buildings dot some shorelines. Elsewhere in the vast expanse of exposed lake bed, a still-intact one-lane road with faded yellow lines peeks out from the mud. Now, after being hidden for decades, the places they left behind and everything from boat batteries to entire sunken boats are inside again as the shore continues to recede. The volume of debris that is turned up alongside the old landmarks has distressed many of the lake's more recent settlers. Quote, It's horrendous. It's unbelievable, said Vicki Barnhorst, executive director of Lake Lanier Association. A lot is being exposed. And I don't know if she talks like that, but I'm just trying to give her some life, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Community groups have organized cleanup expeditions to gather the trash and debris suddenly revealed by the failing, falling lake levels. Barnhorse Group, for one, is organizing, quote, shore sweeps and asking residents and tourists to stash the trash found along the lake bed in nearby trash bins. Quote, we found anything that can be thrown off a boat, lawn chairs, anchors, ladders, boats themselves, she said. In a way, it's interesting, I guess, but I feel really heartbroken for the (laughs) lake. If there's a silver lining... It's being able to get the trash out. She's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> a few sunken cars, some of them stolen, have seen the light of day as the water level dropped. Stolen cars? Why would someone steal a car and then put it in the water? I I don't know. That's what it's like people are it's literally 
you can stop reading there. It's the article basically is just talking about all the shit that they're finding in the lake now. That I can't. I can't stop reading. I'm too okay, interested. I have it. to find out why someone would steal a car and then throw it in the water. Okay, go. We've for recovered it. a few stolen cars and a couple of stolen firearms, said Major Jeff Strickland of the Hall County Sheriff's Department, but nothing linked to any crimes. Added Captain Frank Huggins of the Forsyth County Sheriff's Department. I wish it had. We found one car, but it didn't turn out to be stolen. We don't really know what's there. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess they never they never answer why the people take stolen shit. It just, yeah, they're basically just saying, okay, it's been underwater for so long. It sounds like the community has no answers either. Like, they're just kind of going with the flow, right? Like, this haunted lake starts receding and they're like, oh, we're finding a lot of stuff. Uh, I guess just if you find stuff, please put it in the trash. Wow, some of these cars and guns are stolen. Hmm, seems weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've sent me a few more things. Oh, these so are some photos of receding yes. water, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is super disgusting and creepy to me. So, yeah, there's just straight up old, like, decrepit boats and houseboats just, like, coming halfway up out of the water. And honestly, this just not only looks like a place where you definitely get tetanus, it's just like a harboring <laughs> ground for bacteria and yes. I'm sure, like, uh, mosquitoes. It looks like a boat graveyard. Like, they literally, some of this stuff obviously was put in the lake and just, like, you know, they're saying stolen cars, stolen firearms. Obviously, people, to dispose of things, they're just throwing shit in Lake Lanier. But a lot of this stuff is stuff that was just there when they flooded it. So, Mm. yeah, there's, like, these rusted out ferries and boats that used to belong to people that lived in that area. There's all these buildings and stuff. And so, as in times of drought, as waters recede and the water level drops, you start to see some of this weird shit that's just on the bottom of the lake. Yeah. Someone should like be taking this stuff and uh, what is it called? Like refurbishing it or something and then <laughs> just using it. Yeah. 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 But unless it's haunted, maybe that's why they're not doing oh. it because they're like, oh, right. well, this has bad vibes. I don't want to. Of course it's haunted. Yeah, yeah, of course it's haunted. You're better off just walking. Like, if you have to get a haunted car, I suggest just walking. Yeah. Or <laughs> you'll be like really buff. Like, just start training <laughs> for a marathon and just run everywhere. Carrying, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so this is the point in the episode where we normally talk about theories. But the way I see it, there's really only two theories here. First one is that this lake is dangerous because of the way it was made. There's all these structures under the water. So fishing lines get snagged on things and then people get snagged on that stuff. And that's why there's this high rate of uh, sort of these like tragic accidents. And that combined with how many people visit the lake every year, you know, maybe that's why it's so dangerous. And it's not that it's haunted. It's just that there's all these underwater hazards combined with a lot of drinking and a lot of people. That's theory number one. Theory number two is that the lake is cursed and haunted, possibly because of the way that the land was obtained. So we talked about like ethnic cleansing being associated Mm -hmm. with some of this land, people running people out of their homes. And then the government comes in to some of these other towns and runs people out of their homes. Possible cemeteries. I mean, there are cemeteries at the bottom of this lake. Some of them are relocated, but that's still bad vibes. Like to disturb someone's resting place is bad vibes no matter how you look at it. And then some people weren't removed from their graves, so they're just down there. Also, there's all these fucking giant catfish that are possibly just feasting on corpses. 
because <sighs> some <sighs> of these people who drown there are never discovered. There's this angle with this cryptid. There's like all of these different ghosts that people report seeing strange lights. I don't know. So I guess my point is those are the two theories I can think of. And I wanted to ask you, Natalia, what are your thoughts? And is there any story I said I told you today about something that happened on the lake that really stuck with you? Which theory do you believe or do you have a different theory? Like, what are your thoughts? I think that this is just like a paranormal playground. Like, obviously, this is a very high energy area like it was farmland before then and so it has to be fertile right like there has to be like lots of energy there and nutrients physical energy and then on top of that there was like this racial cleansing full of angry people and people who didn't do anything wrong who were being pushed out of their homes that's a lot of energy right there then you also have people who settled this land being kicked out of their homes by the government that is like why did the government want this area unless you know like the why is there so much attention on this area like it's just a beacon for just energy i think and i think anywhere that you have high energy like lots of traffic lots of people and there's you know like lots of energy lots of traffic lots of people it's like there's bound to be bad energy there too and i think Look, I love to party. There, I don't think I know anyone else <laughs> who loves to party more than I do. And that's like its own demon, right? Right. And like, so if you have this lake full of people who are just like, like, that one girl was like, I did some really dangerous stuff on that lake while I was drinking. Like I got like knocked out underwater, you know? And yeah. then we parked on a random island and I like went into it to go pee and felt like something was watching me. Like the those, that's fucking insane. I think there's one more theory that we got to that we didn't get to and maybe these people have like Bacchus or like the some sort of like supernatural being that loves to party that's like pulling them in here and not taking care of them. It's just like everyone have a great time. <laughs> and like if you die not- you die. I'm just here to yeah. make sure you party first. Right, like just have a good time. You know what I mean? Cuz it's also people keep going there because it's fun. No, you're it's right. It's not like it's yeah, there's something there that draws you to it. There's some sort of attractive force there. But like, yeah, I guess the real question is, is it inherently evil? I don't know. It kind of seems that way. <laughs> it kind of, it does seem that way. And I, I really do feel like, like, obviously, if you go back far enough anywhere in the U.S., it's everything is stolen land, right? Like, that's just how it is. Like, yeah. no matter, it's, but it seems like there's so many layers of stolen land. You know what I mean? Like, right. obviously, I'm sure at first this area was populated by Native American tribes. Then yeah. we have, you know, some poor farmers and in some areas. And then we have um, one of the few, like, primarily black communities at the time. And, like, mm-hmm. everyone just keeps getting run out of their land. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah, it just I don't know, like the whole concept of like stolen land and desecrated graves, I feel like just really sets the tone for like a really fucking haunted lake. Right. And even once you die, then you're going to be munched on by these like creepy ass catfish or fish yeah. head. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I feel bad for fish head. Well, yeah, Fishhead didn't ask to be, uh, like, Fishhead presumably would have been born just like a normal human if his mom right. hadn't been attacked by this witch catfish. So, yeah. like, a wizard fish. So, yes. like, he didn't ask for this, and now he's just this cursed monster that 
chills in the lake and like anyone like remember how they said they said that these two boys tried to go on the lake to like catch him and make fun of him and like right. possibly charge people money to look at him and so he just fucking drowned them like he flipped their yeah. their um i think it was a kayak or their a wooden boat. boat yeah their wooden boat he just flipped it and drowned them and there's like all these claw marks on the side so i don't yeah i don't know i guess i don't really know what my point is but like this story i, I feel like to me is just so insane like this location is super haunted Fishhead needs to go talk to his dad like he needs to find him that he needs like a coming of age tale where he finds his dog and talk, like, dad and talks to him and figures out who he is you know his his human dad or his catfish dad his catfish dad no we don't care yeah. about him. his human dad <laughs> no one cares his, about his human dad no his human clearly, dad is clearly yeah. a deadbeat yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we're talking about his fish dad like he must have had some plans for him. Why would he have gone through all the trouble of transforming this random woman's baby into fish head? Like there, well, he was maybe he already did. Like maybe he did meet his dad. Like maybe that's why now he was like drawn to the lake and currently lives there still today. Maybe because he did find his dad and they've like teamed up doing whatever the catfish wanted him to do. You know what this catfish man reminds me of? Like I feel like this is old Greg. Do you know what I'm talking about? He's like I'm old no. Greg. You don't no. know old Greg? Oh my god. Who's old There's Greg? This, it, I, honestly, it's like one of the oldest YouTube videos of all time. I, I need to show this to you just so you can... Well, I'll show it to you later, but it's <laughs> a... No, I'm going to show it to you right now so you can understand what it is. Okay. It's basically a man... Uh, he's like a fish man who lives in this like pond and... I'm, I'm sending it to you. I can't... Okay. <laughs> it's from this show on the BBC called The Mighty Boosh, but yeah, just watch this. What the fuck? Okay, guys, Natalia just showed me a sketch from the BBC called Here Comes Old Greg. And so you're going to have to go to YouTube and look this up. Uh, yeah i feel like a lot i feel like a lot of our audience is kind of younger so maybe they're not familiar with old greg but it was from the sketch show that it's from this british sketch show and as you know like the brits have like the fucking weirdest sense of humor where it's like just makes you feel uncomfortable so you laugh like it's like you're not even sure if it's fun or not (laughs) but that's like i love it (laughs) um but yeah that old greg though right like he's like a fish man you're right yeah he just wants a friend and he's like yeah. maybe maybe that's why the the place is so cursed is because people keep fishing in it and you've got these catfish there that like are obviously don't want to be caught i don't know i don't know there's just there's something about it that we ha- clearly haven't figured out right yeah I, I and i'm trying to figure out like what's the source of the curse right like right if if we went to that like haunted catfish who was chanting i feel like he might know the source of the curse like clearly he's clued in on the mystical powers right like he knows right. about those and as we know curses are born out of supernatural mystical powers so i think you're right i think we got to find the catfish i feel like you're yeah. you're right that catfish knows something we don't know he has powers beyond our comprehension <laughs> he he is all-knowing and all-seeing and we need to find him and be like bro what's going on here right like i just want to know like i'm not mad i just i'm curious so is that your favorite story from all the different things i talked about today oh yeah like that's gonna that for sure i feel like is gonna sit with me for a long time i've been thinking about getting a new tattoo recently and like that one might i might think about that like a giant catfish father figure 
Yeah, that would I, honestly. I haven't seen too many catfish tattoos because ba- fish head doesn't seem like fish head just doesn't seem that cool, right? Like he's kind of like seems like he cares about what everyone else thinks. Like he got his feelings <laughs> hurt by like these punks at school and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go like live on the water." And like someone came up to like bully him and he drowned them. Right? He's like an unfortunate <laughs> situation. But, like, his dad seems, like, very interesting to me. Yeah, the wizard king of the catfish of Lake Lanier. Yeah, Yeah. I think you're right. There's more of a story there. We've got to figure out what his deal is. Right. What his origin story is. Lives in Georgia near this, I think it was Six Mile Creek, right? Yeah. Near Mm -hmm. this Six Mile Creek. Like, let us know. What's the deal with the catfish in there? Do they seem supernatural? What are the people like in that area? I want to know everything about it. Like, how did this happen? I know. I think that's probably my favorite, too. I do also like this. Obviously, it's really sad. The two girls that, like, drove off the side of a bridge and died. But it's just it's really odd. The whole situation is really odd. I do think it's really, like, interesting. The idea of this, like, um, handless ghost, like, wandering along this highway just waiting for people. Right. And you have to let her get in your car and then what happens when she gets in your car now you just have a ghost person you have to deal with like so according to the legend if you stop for her she'll walk towards you with like oh yeah she screams and disappears exactly but like all she wants is just to know that you would have helped because she's dead she there's no helping her right so i think like her restless soul is looking for someone that's going to save her And, like, once she sees that you're going to stop for her, she's like, okay, this person is fine. And then her soul, like, a lot of theories about ghosts and paranormal phenomena is that it's a lost soul that's reliving the worst moment Mm -hmm. of their life. It's because it's not, it might not even be a soul, right? We've talked before on here. It might just be a negative energy imprint. So it's Mm -hmm. like the worst moment of your life, a piece of you is stuck in that moment after death, just reliving it over and over again. Right. Yeah. Right. So she, her like death, her drowning is happening every night, basically. Right. Or or at least like her car going off the side is in a way happening every night or she's looking for some sort of revenge. Like, hey, this happened to me. And no, like because her arms were cut off and you even said, oh, well, it seems like there might be some foul play involved there then. Yeah. Like, who knows? Maybe they naturally came off. Maybe they I don't know. Maybe yeah, a catfish ate them off. off. Yeah. Yeah. But but. If we think that there was some sort of like paranormal, supernatural, or even like a murderer sort of thing going on here with her death, then maybe she's angry about it or that little piece of her soul that's stuck there is angry about it and is just like trying to take revenge on people who don't want to help her. Like maybe mm. she, you know, she got out of the car clearly because Susie was still seat belted in to the car. Yeah. She never made it out. Right. And that's why her, her skeleton was there for so long and wasn't found for like 50 years. Maybe, but, yeah, maybe she yeah. got out and she swam, but she was just too exhausted and drowned or something. Yeah, or somebody like, caught her or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming like 1950s clothing, it's like really heavy and the water's really cold and maybe yeah. she had like a head injury or something because that yeah, car was super, wild. Yeah, totaled. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many mysteries that lie at the bottom of Lake Lanier. Ooh, that's exactly right. This was a crazy story. Let me just read my sources real quick. Yes. So my sources for this episode are recreation.gov, Wikipedia, 11alive.com, an article written by Becky Kellogg, southerngothicmedia.com, gwinnettcitizen.com, an article by Dan Brown, 
LakeLanier.com, MysteriousUniverse.org, an article by Brent Swanser, who we've quoted on this show several times, Native-Languages.org, GON.com. Uh, I sourced some of those firsthand accounts from various Facebook groups about Lake Lanier and various Reddit subreddits, including r slash unresolved mysteries, r slash Atlanta, um, r slash Lake Lanier, also investigationdiscovery.com. Also, a New York Daily News article written by Jessica Schladebeck and a Gainesville Times article written by Kelsey Williamson. So, Natalia, I am interested to hear your closing thoughts and then your sign-off. Well, I mean, I said it before and I'm going to say it again. I think that this lake is cursed. I'm not really sure why. You know, it could be like haunted geography, haunted feng shui, Mother Earth, like just did some poor planning, maybe put some mountains in the wrong spot, and now we've got a haunted area, okay? Or it could be... Uh, but I, you know, but my number one theory is I really feel like it all goes back to this chanting catfish man. Like, I, out of every story that you told me, most of them seem like they're a result of some sort of curse or haunting, right? Like, there's not, like a right. clear paranormal aspect to a lot of these like drownings or whatever but this fish man and well, i guess there was also like some ghost sightings and stuff but this those are very paranormal look into those this fish man though he seems like a like a chief or something like something about him obviously not every catfish has this powers right like right. some of those <laughs> yeah. catfish are like eating chickens but they're not like turning babies into fishmen. So right. I think like we're going to find out the source of this haunting when we follow that fishman story all the way to the top. I I totally agree and actually that hadn't even occurred to me until you started talking about it. I was just like this is like an interesting cryptid that lives here, but now that you've said like hey, we got to find this fishman and see what he knows, I I totally agree with you. He's got the answers. Great episode. Thank you. Yeah, great episode. I really enjoyed it. I'm very excited about our new our new cryptid to add to our family. BRB, got to go find my wizard fish father and ask him why he <laughs> abandoned me. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.